um am i starting a new episode right now yes i am because i really want to talk about the craft and i don't want it to have any structure i just how could i me i've never seen that movie in my years of living when did it come out oh god it was like 96 i think pre-scream uh well it was in the same year as scream but it was technically out before scream that's insane. Yeah. I didn't even... Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich were doing a lot of work. It <laughs> <laughs> with each other. Ah! No. <laughs> okay, I kind of want to talk about these characters, though, okay? Because we have four main characters. Yes. For, obviously, like, the four north, south, east, west. Yes. To do the whatever the fuck. So where you want to travel. But also the four elements. But also... Which movies in general? Okay, I got thoughts, but mm-hmm. I need your help. Yes. To formulate these thoughts, also because I'm fucking sleepy. <laughs> so, let's start with Nancy. How about that? Nah, she's too good of a character. Let's start with Rochelle. Not that she's a bad character, <laughs> but not as much development. Yeah, also really quiet. Very quiet. I would yeah. argue more quiet than the girl who's supposed to be quiet, Bonnie. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right. Oh my god. <laughs> uh oh. You good, you good. Uh, what did you think about this movie, first of all? It was. Okay, so yeah, this was definitely very interesting. It took a dark turn near the end that I did not expect. Um, and it didn't have, like, a typical ending like I thought it would, where it, they, it would all end with them together, befriended, and uh, things working out in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was strange, but I liked it. I, I don't know how else to describe it. It, it was so hard to categorize. Y- yes. Because I, every time people talk about the craft on my Instagram, mm-hmm. it's always like, they kind of glorify it a little bit. Like, it's like the movie for... For the girls, you know what I mean? Like, you know how the boys have their shit? Mm. But, like, this is the movie for the girls. And you can tell there's so much female empowerment in this. And also, like, a friendship thing. My brain, before I watched this, before I knew anything about it, was like, okay, like, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. (laughs) Teeny Bopper, Clueless. Oh, my. That's what I was expecting. And then... (laughs) And then that dude got ran over by the car. And that's when my whole brain was like, what am I watching? (laughs) Because... (laughs) That guy just died on screen. That doesn't yeah. happen in freaking Clueless. Like, no, <laughs> it does not, and not usually in that way either. That's an, an interesting camera view, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. it was as if the camera was under the car, which it, it probably was, and it showed the the body, or I'm guessing a dummy. Literally, yeah, just but just tire over the neck. I was like, oh sh, how they do that? How they do that? We should have watched the. Oh, you just yeet. Just throw it. <laughs> fucking dummy in the street. wonder how many tooks that, uh, or takes <laughs> that took. <laughs> wonder how we many tooks that take. How many takes that, that took. Okay, Jesus, yeah, I'm late. not even We're drunk. We're sleepy drunk right now. <laughs> okay. This movie moved. <laughs> oh my god. This movie moved really fast. We get a new character. Which is why I probably thought of Clueless, right? She moves into this town, moves into a new house. It's not mm. a haunted house. Mm-hmm. She has a haunted past. Mm. And all of a sudden, she's friends with witches. 
<laughs> it's just like, how did we get from point A to point B so damn quickly? How is she so comfortable? And if I thought about it, then I was like, okay, it makes sense because she's a natural witch and she's made things happen before. But right. we never got that in the yeah. beginning from her. So there was no leading up to it. It was just like, why are those girls so mean to me? Whoa, we made that guy die? What else can you guys do? So, like, what? That was a great impression, by the Thanks. way. Thanks. <laughs> you guys should see my face as I'm making <laughs> Oh, Why my God. Why did you wear a wig? That's my question. Oh, man. It was that obvious? I didn't even oh notice. Oh, my God. It was so obvious to me. Shoot. Even her Funko Pop has a fucking wig on. Oof. Damn. Anyways. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll admit, there were some plot holes throughout the movie that oh, kind of yeah. made you wonder okay how mm -hmm. like how did this happen how did people think that this happened and and things like that and then it's funny because then once when we decided to watch the deleted scenes that the dvd we had offered then we we both went like oh, oh like yeah okay, that deleted makes sense scenes. was this a tv movie uh, i don't think so because uh, i don't think something like that would have been a tv movie yeah true yeah, it feels a little more. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> Look, it looks like they they. Um, oh my god, my brain is going in circles. So yeah, you're right. Plot holes. If we had kept the deleted scenes in there, I guess it would have run longer, but it would have made a little more sense. It would have. It would have drawn out the characters, um, like predicaments to actually solving themselves rather than just all of a sudden being. Especially the scars on Bonnie. Yes. That had nothing to do with anything. Right. Because they took that one scene out where... Uh, she asked uh, Sarah for her help. Yes. And in the actual movie, after she had gotten her scars taken care of, she Bonnie was thanking Sarah, saying like, oh, you helped me with this. You helped me. When in the movie, we saw Nancy was taking care of of Bonnie with her predicament while Sarah was taking care of Rochelle. Mm -hmm. So, like, the fact that, you know, that line was still put in there yeah. when that's that when deleted the scene. scene was taken out. Right. And that scene looked pretty developed, you know what I mean? Because sometimes when you see deleted scenes, you see them in their first stage before CGI, before sound effects. Oh, yeah. And in this case, like, that scene was already basically complete. So, like, I wonder if it was taken out for screen time. Um... Probably, yeah. But it would have made a lot more sense to keep it in. It, yes, I agree, 100%. I love their style. <laughs> yes, It just do. It just brings you back 90s. You know what I mean? Is it 90s? It's 90s. It is so 90s. It is so 90s. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, were we talking about Rochelle? <laughs> Did we go on a I want it, I go on tangents all the time. This is the structure of my brain. <laughs> Rochelle. Uh-huh. Had the issue with the racist bitch. Laura Lizzie. I fucking hated her so much. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fucking punch her in the face myself. Oh my god. I wanted to somehow just jump off that diving board onto her, just splash her in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> just an elbow drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Rochelle. That's why I need your help. Oh gosh. Ah. I need to guide my brain. Hold my brain's hands and lead it through the darkness. She, I mean, she seemed like kind of one of the semi-nicest ones until, like, you know, when Laura was getting her hair out. And all of a sudden, like, you know, she wasn't, um, like, she, 
uh, Rochelle. Rochelle wasn't, like, actively receiving something, you know, other than, you know, I guess sweet revenge. But, like, I didn't think that was a reason for her to just act, you know, uh, bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, everybody else, you know? It was, she was being all cocky after, you know, she was no longer being bothered by Laura. You know, I, I mean, it's... The power I, got to her head. <laughs> yeah, and I hate to say it, but, like, you know how, like, there's a, a, a music group, and there's, like, one or two people in that group that, you know, the people don't really care about or forget that are there? I hate to say it, but Rochelle and Bonnie are those two people. Oh, man. And that sucks, because you would you love Bonnie's actress. I, I love Nev Campbell, who played Bonnie. She was fantastic in this movie from the shyness to then being all confident a, a oh, different yeah. a Corey Cunningham if I do say so oh, myself no. <laughs> my god she totally was and like you can tell that the power got to all three of their heads except for Sarah's mm-hmm. natural witch because mm-hmm. she seemed to know right off the bat like you know whatever you try to mess with it it just comes back to you and she's not down to mess with that shit because it's not natural so the fact that she always had that common sense like that's what i admired about sarah mm-hmm. i liked bonnie's character but sarah's mentality i liked her yeah she already had actions. a good head on her shoulders mhm which is weird cuz considering how she felt about herself Yes, and then also uh, her feelings with Chris, uh, Skeet Ulrich's character. Mm-hmm. I Skeet. Skeet. <laughs> Skeeter. I couldn't stand that, like, after what she had went through with him. They go on a date. He tries to tell her, hey, let's go back to my place. She's like, no, I don't want to. And he starts saying these nasty things about her, making up rumors at school. And yet she still wanted to like him. She still liked him, and... Still wanted to be with him, even after when she had that spell casted on him and he he was, you know, trying to rape her and she got away. That's that's what the spell ended up being, right? Him it, wanting her, like, just sexually? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then at that point, after all of that, and uh, he had died later on, spoiler alert, <laughs> she, she says still I'm after sorry. that. Thank you. Oh, he's sorry. He's sorry. <laughs> But then after all that, even after he dies, she still says, I I just really liked him. I wanted him to like me. I'm just like, girl, come on. You had common sense with everything else. You couldn't have Except for boys. Except for boys. You know what I'm realizing as we're talking about these characters is that all of them had self-esteem issues. Like Rochelle Mm. was being bullied for being black. Yes. Bonnie had scars that she had to cover up all the time. Oh, yeah. Nancy was what, what... Rochelle called white trash. Mm. Oh my god, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then, Yikes. but, like, Sarah's self-esteem came from, like, her self-loathing of her um, own life kind of thing. Like, it wasn't, like, her appearance. And after what happened to her mom, she died from giving birth to Sarah. So she always, like, lived with that sort of guilt, like, she felt that she didn't deserve this kind of life, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but... Yeah. Um, and then Nancy's case. They really focused a lot on her story. They brought in, you know, a lot of her personal life. I loved her character. I fucking hated her character. 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. She's just. She was just so. She was such an unhinged character. Oh yeah. I hated how she fucked everything up, but I loved it. Oh yeah. I. None of it would have happened because of her. None of it would have fucked up because of her. True. Oh my god. I do like though how um, she had a. Uh, kind of killed Ray in a way. Uh, the step, not stepdad, the mom's yeah, boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess husband, considering she got all the fucking money from his oh, insurance. Gross. gross. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then when she wanted all of the power of Menno, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my God, she, she really had it tough. That's what I thought. If she was just asking for nothing but all of that, then, yeah, I don't blame her then. But I, th- again, back to the plot holes, they did like a really short summary when it came to explaining who Menon is. Mm-hmm. And like, part of me wanted to kind of know more, maybe a little backstory, maybe some sort of uh, personification, maybe... In a lot of movies that are for Hollywood, they, like, dramatize witchcraft in a way. Like, The Conjuring, especially, with all the witchcraft things that they do. The Conjuring universe, I mean. Yeah. It's just so, like, out there, and it's made to be evil. But when they talk about Manon, and they're saying, like, he's, like, basically Earth, nature. He is a he, but it's not a he. It's, like, a them, they kind of thing. It's, like, it's everything. It's the air you breathe. It's the trees. It's the rustling of the leaves. It's the fucking butterflies. Mm. That's a real concept. And... You're correct. They gave the, like, two-sentence version of what the fuck that is. And it played such a big part in the movie. So I totally see how you can, like, use a frickin' Bella from Twilight researching werewolves-type montage where you can, like, find out exactly a little (laughs) bit more of what this is and, like, how it's going to affect us later on. Exactly, yeah. That that, that would be nice. Men on. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, how everything just just dramatized so fast after Chris died. Like, with, um, all of a sudden, Nancy, Rochelle, and Bonnie just, like, turning against Sarah mm-hmm. and being like, if you want to leave the coven, you know, you should, like, leave town, leave school, leave the country, whatever. In the old days, when a witch betrayed her coven, they'd kill her. <laughs> oh, my God. I've only seen the movie twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's like everything just went completely crazy near the end of the movie with, you know, Sarah going through the snakes and the bugs in her house and being tricked that her parents went on a plane and and they died in a crash and uh, things like that. It was just at that point in the movie, I was just like whoa, what the hell am I watching here? This this is going, this is escalating way too fast. <laughs> so, like, I, I wonder if this would have, like, potential for um, some sort of remake, but I know a lot of people really like this movie, so I know this is something that they wouldn't want anyone to touch. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, they um, group it with Heathers here, and, like, I ah. was telling Jordan how it's, it's not the best movie, Right. But it's a cult classic. It's something that you can enjoy because there's nothing else like it. Honestly. It's something that's like in this one little niche that hasn't been really explored in that way. Honestly, yeah. It, 
And that's what makes it special. Yeah. It kind of felt like a, a dark Mean Girls to me. <laughs> a little bit. I can see that. <laughs> Without the comedy and shit. It was just very serious for the most part. Yeah. But it was cool in a way. It's like I wanted to be in that group. I don't know. I want to dress like them. You can totally cosplay Nancy. Just don't go crazy, please. <laughs> I can't promise that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the trivia on here says that... Um, the girl who played Sarah mm-hmm. wore a wig throughout film- <gasps> filming because she shaved her head for the role in Empire Records, which wrapped up a month before production started on this film. Oh, damn. That's why she was in a wig. I thought it was because they have a scene later on where she's changing her hair appearance. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, it just probably was easier for her to flip wigs oh. if they all look the same but different colors. Yikes. Wow, her head was bald? That I can't imagine. Now I gotta watch. Uh, okay, here's Empire another Records. one that says the edited for television version of the film omits profanities and other potentially offensive dialogue. Hmm. This includes Laura's racist comments that she is torturing Rochelle because of the reasons that she says. True. And it says, but omitting this dialogue also omits the entire reason why the girls cast a spell on Laura and causes her to become a disfigured major major plot point so Mm. we're already talking about plot Mm -hmm. holes and then they take out that one sentence that laura says and all of a sudden there's a whole ass bigger plot hole so right so then it just looks like rochelle's being a total bitch from the very beginning yeah instead of just like like laura getting right Mm -hmm. and laura getting what she deserves yeah right damn that ain't right (laughs) but yeah you mentioned heather's like Oh, yeah. That's what it kind of reminded me of, too. Like, like these three girls, or this one girl turning on, turning against the rest of them, and everything just turns to shit near the end. <laughs> Wait, there is a kind of spinoff thing going on. Oh, yes. The Craft Legacy 2020. Wow, that's actually pretty recent. Yes, that is right. Oh, my God. Interesting. Well. <laughs> you know what? I'll have to look into that. Uh-huh. But going back to the, the one I'm talking about. Right. <sighs> what? Are you taking a breath? Oh, yeah. No, it's just because I'm falling asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's see. Let's give you another one. Mm. All the teen actresses were in their 20s at the time of filming. Oh, that doesn't surprise Rachel me. True was almost 30 years old. Huh? I can see it. Good God. Just almost 30 at the time? Jesus. <laughs> Ew. The shots of Nancy being covered in bugs were created by wrapping a life cast of Fariza Bulk's head and torso in green screen material. The bugs were filmed crawling all over the casting and then digitally composited on top of a live action plate of bulk. Honestly, oh, the honestly this, um, like we were talking about the guy who getting run over by the car. Mm-hmm. The effects of this movie were pretty good, to be honest. The finger snakes, even. Oh, yeah. The, her floofing into her clothes and then coming back out of it, kind of. Do you know what I'm talking about? Floofing the, into her clothes. <laughs> near the finale when she was fighting yeah, Nancy. Everything flying sideways for the finale. Oh, that's right. The only, thing that I have, the only thing I'm mad at is the rain in the beginning of the movie. Oh. It just feels so fake. It's the heaviest downpour. It is pretty odd. And, like... It felt like it was just coming down all straight. Yeah. It, like, not, like, raining sideways, like, you know, normal. Rain. <laughs> exactly. Did I just finish your sentence? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh god. And also the fact that they were all in a Catholic school was it's pretty interesting overall, honestly. Um, <laughs> the levitation effect was accomplished by resting Rachel True on a platform held up by a pole in the floor. The mm. pole was digitally removed in post-production. That was pretty cool. When she was levitating, what did you think about that? Oh, that, that was a cool moment, especially, like, you know, all of those girls. That's It's like, that's the moment when we became closer friends. You know, like, they... they used all their powers together somehow for that and it was like a a true bonding moment so and and they were all genuinely shocked at what they were doing so like they yeah. had full belief all in... of them had like surprised eyes it wasn't like haha i totally did that right it was like what the fuck i just did that i also like that there wasn't background music for it like it was just <gasps> You're right like it was just still just like uh rochelle stiff as a board you know and <laughs> I, I also liked when Bonnie's mom came in and Rachel, like, she, like, fell down. Or, not Rachel, Rochelle, sorry. And then Bonnie's mom was just like, are you guys high? Are you getting high? <laughs> yes, but not like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, I liked the, um, oh, I forgot her name. The, the store clerk at the, um, the... Oh, yeah, I forgot her name, but I remember... <laughs> That the magic shop. When you put on the movie, and I was like, oh my god, this name, and that <gasps> name, and then I, like, made a joke and screamed out that name, too, but I forgot her name. Because it was but the yeah. most unique sounding. Mm -hmm. She, the, the storekeeper, I guess. Mm. Yeah. The storekeeper witch. Mm -hmm. She was so nice. Oh, very. And, like, I know that she had, for as short as this movie was, she had a good amount of scenes. Mm -hmm. Um... Lirio? And, Lirio. <laughs> and I know that, like, they put in Sarah's lines, like, I like I know I don't know you that well, and I, you know, I, I don't know who else to turn to, things like, like, those lines like that, just to kind of show, like, hey, you know, the audience is going to think, like, hey, why is she going to this lady? She only saw her twice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I kind of do wish that there was a little more of her, like, if there was a little more of a bond, I guess, between... That store lady and yeah, Sarah? Yeah, even if, another plot hole, yeah. Right. Even if they just kind of suggested, like, I don't know you, but I have a feeling that you can help me, or, like, my intuition is telling me you're the one person that can help me, or, like, I understand that you're not a witch like they are, you're like me, kind of thing. Because they did, they are very similar in the fact that they're both, like, calm, peace, natural witches, as opposed mm. to power-seeking, hungry teenagers. Yes, exactly. I know they, they kind of tried with bits and pieces here. Like when she said, oh, that's a lovely ring. This was your mother's. Oh, yeah. You know? Or they like... Tried. They <laughs> right? tried it. Or near the finale when she finally brought Sarah to that back room that she originally wasn't allowed in. Um, into that, that little temple, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. um, and she told Sarah right then and there, like, oh, yeah, and your mother was a witch. Or did you not know? Mm -hmm. Like, I wish that they would explain how she was able to know that. You know, how she was able to know that mom was a witch, how she knew the ring was the mother's. Like, was she psychic? Was... That's, yeah, that's kind of what I just assumed. Because, like, as much as there was a lot of witchcraft and a lot of weird stuff going on in that movie, the psychic part seemed far-fetched to me. Really? <laughs> the idea funny. of it being far-fetched, or being psychic sounded far-fetched. And I was wondering if there was a more grounded-ish reason, but I don't know. But 
wish they could have explained that more. The scene where Nancy loses it. <laughs> where she turns into um, <laughs> Sarah, tries to do what's-his-face. Oh, seducing Chris. Yeah. yeah. And then that whole thing where she ends up killing him. Mm. Her anger and frustration is insane. <laughs> I just think about it a lot because like, she's just like this resting bitch-faced girl. And then when she gets upset, you can feel that she is upset. Oh, yes. It is in your face. I'll admit, the first time that I saw this movie, I was, I was like... Oh my god, like, I was scared to look away. <laughs> yeah, she got crazy eyes. <laughs> it was so weird. But captivating, truly. Yeah, for sure. Um. <laughs> and honestly, her look is very, very unique compared to the other girls. Very iconic, the, you know, the wild um, hair. And she has different hairstyles throughout the movie, but near the end, her look is the most it's, iconic. Me to click that. No, that's all right. Like, she got the dark lipstick, you know, full eye makeup, and... The wild hair, the dramatic, uh, what was that, a dress that she was wearing? Was it a dress or a robe? I don't remember. It was, it was long, it was flowy, and I was like, honestly, I could see myself wearing that. <laughs> but <laughs> unique in fashion, in makeup, in her attitude. It's like, it was why she seemed the most powerful out of all of them, honestly. Do you have a favorite scene? Favorite scene, uh, aside from the stiff as a board scene, <laughs> I did like the part where, um, where Bonnie, like, came back after, you know, her, her miracle worked, her, her oh. spell worked. She came into class, she just threw off her sweater, just threw it back, just strutted down to her seat, and she's like, sorry, my pedicure ran late. Everyone's, like, <laughs> laughing. Everyone's laughing, and the the two guys who were originally bullying them were uh. just like, "Oh wow, hey Bonnie, how's uh, uh, how's it going?" And and you hear Nancy, "Yeah, how's it going, Bonnie?" Uh -huh. And then Bonnie's just like, "All you know, laughing and shy, right?" So <laughs> they did that again too when um, Skeet's character like just becomes Sarah's bitch, basically. Oh my god, yes, I forgot about that. They're like, hee hee hee, giggling, like, hee hee, our spell's working kind of thing. Right. They're just, like, so giddy on it, and then, like, it just turns into <laughs> abuse of power later on. Oh, yeah. I did like that one part where um, Sarah woke up in the middle of the night, and she goes out to her balcony, and Chris is just sitting on the, on the ledge by their house, just feet dangling, and he's just like, hey, hey, um, you weren't answering my calls. Chris, it's three in the morning. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I was just thinking we should live together. Yeah, that was so funny. And he has, like, so, <laughs> such a stupid face in that scene, too. Right. And, and, then, and then what I said, I was like, I can't eat. I can't sleep. And literally not 30 seconds later, he goes, I just, I can't eat. And I can't sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> I just said that. That was perfect. And then when Sarah's dad, like, put a flashlight on him, like, can I help you? And he's just like, no. No one can help me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this it poor was guy. Just like you can tell that he ended up being a little brain dead. Yeah, right. And then he kind of just acted more like animal instinct, which was gross, but Ew. like, ugh. Yeah, what a butthole. Right. Oh my god. Couldn't stand it. As Nancy said, he's a jerk. Oh, yeah, she meets the clairvoyant Lario that tells her spells may return three times stronger. So she is clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Okay. Do you? Oh, it does say boyfriend. But then, how did they get all his money if he's just a boyfriend? 
Uh, sorry. Magic, I think. <laughs> I think magic, honestly. He just put them down as dependents. Right. I can't help but think, though, and I, I know I mentioned this before, but that, like, they lived in a shitty trailer, and the guy looked like the, the stepdad or whatever of Nancy. He looked like he just lived on that couch and did yeah, nothing right? else. It was a him-shaped ass print on that right. couch. Ugh. And previously you heard Nancy's mom go like, you can't even pay a fucking bill. What are you good for? You know, like as yeah. if like he doesn't do shit. So after he had died and uh, what is um that guy with the briefcase who was... Yeah, the insurance dude or whatever. Right. And he was uh, letting them know about how much money they're getting off of his life insurance. And with the amount of money that they got, I'm thinking, he works? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where does totally he work to, he like, be able to put that much money on? Like, uh, huh? I don't know. And that's why you do investments, kids. <laughs> don't forget to apply for student loan forgiveness. Oh, right. Well, I'm tired. I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> But hey, I I would love to watch this movie again, as always. You Honestly, know? same. That one and Heather's. And I haven't even watched Practical Magic or oh, Girl Interrupted. Like, Ooh. there's a couple of movies on my list that I still need to watch that aren't technically suitable for the genre that we're aiming for in the podcast, but things that I think are fun and right. spooky in their own type of way. Right, and that's why I was thinking, like, I didn't know if The Craft was considered a horror movie, technically, because, like, I would be on, on Twitter, and it's just horror Twitter, and people would always post appreciation posts of The Craft. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess it does have some horror aspects, but mm -hmm. I don't know what it is officially considered as. But it's a good movie. Yeah, so. I think so, too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my brain dump with Yasmin trying to keep me on track. Yeah, I hope I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for bed. Yep. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's the...